Welcome back to Bible Love. We are, and when we're recording this, um, the Israeli-Hamas conflict is still ongoing. When this post in two weeks, God willing, it won't be. But right now, we are going to pray um, the collect in times of conflict. So, let us pray. O oh God, you have bound us together in a common life. Help us in the midst of our struggles for justice and truth to confront one another without hatred or bitterness and to work together with mutual forbearance and respect through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Well, hey, Alan. Um, hey. hey, we're talking about Isaiah 28 through 39. Yeah. Which is interesting. And um, because a lot of where this was taking place when this was written is where the conflict is right now. Um, and I will go ahead and tell you that. Um, I feel nervous a little bit, but I also like trust in God's timing of, you know, God gives us wisdom to go back to and look at. And um, even like yesterday when I was preaching, I, I preached on um, Philippians. You know, I think there are a lot of things that divide us. Right. And I think what Paul was saying to the Philippians is, you know, remember to rejoice in the Lord always, even in these times of scariness and conflict. And so um, I want to go ahead and apologize, like before we get even started, if I say something wrong or, or whatever, I'm learning too um, in all of this. But I do think it's interesting that this part of Isaiah is exactly like the area um, that Jerusalem that that is in conflict right now. Um, so that's just always interesting how God kind of like does that right <laughs> I mean, yeah yeah right like you know yesterday the gospel was about the wedding banquet and the guy who didn't have the right clothes and that's a weird gospel so i doubt many people preached on it um gavin gavin preached yesterday and and he talked about virtue right because paul and um in the letter to the philippians talks about whatever's pure holy true good whatever is virtuous think on these things and the God of peace will be with you. And so the angle he went is when we seek out virtue, when we try to live a virtuous life, we don't just do it for our own sake. We don't just do it because we're nice people. We do it because we believe God's peace will will dwell in and with us. And what more could we ask in situations in which the world feels like it's on fire? Uh, than God's peace, right? There's only so much we can do as nice people. Like we can't nice our way out of these problems. We need God's peace. And, and the prayer. I mean, people ask me, I don't know if like your parishioners have been approaching you, but a lot of mine have. And like, they're like, I have this hatred in my heart because people are dying. And what do I do? And, you know, all, I, sort of my go-to, and this is what I believe too, is there is evil in the world. You know, th this is Satan. This is the devil, you know, <laughs> like, the, and, and, and that evil is there. And 
we may feel nervous, we may feel uncomfortable, we may feel all those things, but all we really can do is trust in God and pray, you know, for that peace, for that justice. So just to back up just a little bit, we spoke with Shanta last week and we talked a lot about um, the the first part of Isaiah, which really we, I felt like we kind of concentrated on the the calling story which I believe both you and I had in our ordination. That was one of the scriptures we used in our ordination vows, like being called into something, being called into ministry, being called into profession, you know, God calling us. And then now that we move into this second part of Isaiah, there seems to be, so the calling has happened. That's all there. And then there seems to be now we're looking at this war. That, that could potentially be on us. So it starts in 28, um, sort of this warning to the northern kingdom of Israel. And then what's very interesting is, is if you get, and then talks about Jerusalem a lot, but if, as you get in, there's this treaty with Egypt, which is also Egypt is a place right now that they're trying to find solace. So there's so, it's so interesting that there's a lot of like comparison and all of yeah. the, yeah, you know, it actually kind of brings me a little comfort. I don't know if that makes sense to people, but one thing that I've been thinking about is we have been through so many of these things before, and God was there with us in all of those things. That doesn't mean that the killings and the murders and the hospitals not working and running out of food and power are not like terrible things, but but there is this sense of we have been through this. This is not new. It may have been thousands of years ago, but don't you always think about that? Like we've gone through even COVID or the swine flu or fires and damages, like all of that's in the Bible. I mean, not the swine flu, but flu is in the, you know what I mean? Like um, medical issues, uh, trauma, all of these things are in the Bible at some point or another. Yeah. And it, right. Like we're, we're just two uh, priests who maybe know a little bit about the Bible. We're not going to comment on geopolitical issues. Maybe you are. No, I'm, I'm, not. I'm definitely not. Right. Cause you think about this. All I know, This is a complicated situation. And people I follow on Instagram who are health influencers or like they're sharing their thoughts and they're taking. So I'm like, please just tell me about like workout suggestions. Don't try to explain to me like you don't actually have to say something. So all I'm going to say as a clergy person is like God is with these people. And this has been going on a lot longer than like since Israel was founded as a political nation 75 years ago, right? We can't, there's evil on both sides. There's good on both sides. And the war in this particular part of the world, the war over these particular peoples and places and all of this, it's been going along since Isaiah. And that's God here is saying, woe to these people way back then. Um, This is not a new thing. And it's not something that we can solve by just, trying to take a side on Instagram. I totally agree with you. And I'm so glad you talked about that. There is a lot of hope, though, in these particular passages. Um, I'm looking at Isaiah 29, um, verse 15, and, and the little headline above it in the Good News Bible says, 
hope for the future. Those who try to hide their plans from the Lord are doomed. They carry out their schemes in secret and think no one will see them or know what they are doing. They turn everything upside down, which is more important, the potter or the clay. Can something a man has made tell him, you didn't make me? Or what? Or can it say to him, you don't know what you're doing? As the saying goes, before long, the dense forest will become farmland and the farmland will go back to forest. I mean, I think God is... Um, is saying that I am God, I am the Lord, look to me. And if you go down to 22, so now the Lord, the God of Israel, who rescued Abraham from trouble says, my people, you will not be disgraced any longer and your faces will no longer be paled with, with shame. When you see the children that I will give you, then you will be acknowledged that I am the holy God of Israel. You will honor me and stand in all of me. I mean, there's hope right there. Um, It also, in chapter 30, God will bless his people. You know, yes, it feels like there isn't any blessings when people are murdered and killed and, and all of those things. And so it does feel sometimes, even in this part of Isaiah or in the world right now, like where do we find those blessings? Where do we see that hope? And as Christians... You and I believe, and I believe the Jewish people and people of all, all all kinds of religious religions who have a God in their life believe in hope, believe that God is there. But there is going to be trauma in the meantime. You know, there is going to be murder. There is going to be famine. There is going to be hurt. We are never promised a time where that won't happen. Yeah. I mean, you think about, right, even at this point. The people of God, the Jewish people, they'd been through exodus and plague and famine and enslavement and and all of that. They're looking for the promised land. They find it. Here come the Assyrians. And that's where we are right now. Like they're being ransacked, right? So they're like, oh, we found it. We have peace. And now there's more war, right? And even in the midst of this, you get to 30 and uh, it's like a thousand shall flee. Uh, but then it says 30, uh, verse 18, therefore the Lord waits to be gracious to you. He will rise up to show mercy to you for the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. Truly, O people in Zion, inhabitants of Jerusalem, you shall weep no more. And here's right. People back then, people today, we're looking for that political Right. Answer. We're looking for that answer here today. Right. Like we want an answer for why there's a shooting at the freaking state fair of Texas. Right. right? You're going to go have a corny dog and see big Tex, But now you got to worry that someone's going to shoot you. We want answers today. God sometimes provides that. But but I also see God saying the promise is that. We will find a place where he will wipe away every tear. Absolutely. Where there will be no sorrow or mourning, but life everlasting. That doesn't always happen on this side of heaven, though. That's right. That's so true. Um, you know, and I think about this even like on a smaller scale, like, you know, parishioners or friends that we have that are battling hard things. And I hate that for them. And I want that to be different. And I pray for them. But if they do go to heaven, I feel secure in that because I know that that pain will not be there, that that suffering will not be there. 
I don't want that to happen before it's supposed to happen, but sometimes it does. And we have to be um, strong and prepared and, and looking into that um, with a faithful heart, you know, and I think even in Isaiah before Jesus even was a thought that that's what God was telling them, you know, is um, so what you were reading a minute ago, my version says, happy are those who put their trust in the Lord. I mean, I think that just says it right there. Happy are those who put their trust in the Lord. But it's us as people who separate ourselves from the Lord, right? Because it's so easy to do. We're humans. We're fallible. We're sad. We, yes, a circumstance hits us or we're watching the news and we're, you know, just overwhelmed. It's it's putting that trust in the Lord. And it's something that I think we have to like make an effort to do every day, 30 times a day. Like, it's not like we can just wake up and be like, okay, I'm putting my trust in the Lord today. And then like 30 minutes later, something bad happens. And we have to remind myself ourselves, okay, I put my trust in the Lord today. 30 minutes late, like I'm constantly doing that all day long. You know, I don't know how you feel about that. But, um, and it doesn't mean that I suppress the emotions that I feel because I know God wants me to express those things. But I do have to try to come back to that. I am okay because I have the Lord, whatever the outcome is, whatever it is. Yeah. And that's, you know, prayer works. Miracles happen. I firmly believe all of that. Uh, I've seen it. I've also seen it not happen. Right. Mm -hmm. But I trust that this is not the end. I trust that this is not all there is. Because uh, that would be a really crappy way to live. And so there, yes, I want peace in Jerusalem. Yes, I want, you know, an end to violence in the world. Hopefully that happens. But if not, this is not all there is. And you see that in here, right? 28 through like 34, it's a bunch of woe oracles, you know. There's yeah. some hope in there. Yeah, and it, Yeah, it's like, woe to you. You've, you know, forgotten everything. But then you get like, if we skip to 35... Right. This is um, my Bible talks about it as the prophetic oracle of salvation concerning the return of the redeemed to Zion. So this is like the exile. Right. Uh, Dr. Tony talked about the exile. Part of when the Assyrians took over is people were separated from their homeland, um, which is kind of central to the conflict in the Middle East right now. And there's the hope of the return. And so in here. Uh, just this language. Number one, it's just beautiful poetic language. We've talked about that in the last several books of the Bible, you know, um, Song of Solomon, Proverbs, just how poetry can kind of do something to your heart. So you hear this, you know, people who are yearning for home, people who are yearning for peace. Then you read things like the wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. The glory of Lebanon shall be given it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of God. Strengthen the weak hands, make firm the feeble knees. It goes on. It talks about, you know, things springing forth in the desert. So you have these people who are in the desert and they feel like they're in the desert. But there's this hope that something new is going to spring forth in that. These people who are weak, there's hope that something strong will come and help. I, I think, as I'm, I'm so glad you pointed this out, I think as we 
or in the podcast today, I, I would just like to read Isaiah 35 because I think it is exactly what everybody needs to hear. And so for me in this, it says the road of holiness. So I'm just going to read the entire chapter. Yeah. It's, not, it's not long. The desert will rejoice and flowers will bloom in the wastelands. The desert will sing and shout for joy. It will be as beautiful as the Lebanon mountains and as fertile as the fields of Carmel and Sharon. Everyone will see the Lord's splendor, see his greatness and power, give strength to hands that are tired and to knees that tremble with weakness. Tell everyone who is discouraged, be strong and don't be afraid. God is coming to your rescue, coming to punish your enemies. The blind will be able to see and the deaf will hear. The lame will leap and dance and those who cannot speak will shout for joy. Streams of water will flow through the desert. The burning sand will become a lake and dry lands will be filled with springs. Where jackals used to live, marsh grass and reeds will grow. There will be a highway there called the road of holiness. No sinner will ever travel that road. No fools will mislead those who follow it. No lions will be there. No fierce animals will pass that way. Those whom the Lord has rescued will travel home by that road. They will reach Jerusalem with gladness, singing and shouting for joy. They will be happy forever, forever free from sorrow and grief. If you're having a bad day, y'all, if you're worried about the news, if you're worried about the people, of your life, of this world, pick up the Bible and read Isaiah 35. Because to me, that is what heaven looks like. It really does. And I might read it 75 times today. <laughs> it's just so beautiful. And it yeah. fills my heart. And it it's the gladness I needed today. So yeah. thank you for providing that. Yeah, and that language in there, I hear Jesus in there, right? And in verse 5, verse 5, the eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf unstopped. Jesus literally did those things, right? Water shall break forth in the wilderness, right? Like this, people heard this and they still waited. Jesus came, did these things. We still are waiting for this. Right. This isn't a magic fix and all goes away, but we have the hope that someday, somehow, some way. Yeah. Salvation comes, whatever it looks like. Yeah. It just like I literally just like had a moment of like peace when I read that. Just this um, like almost I almost feel tearful, like just peace. Thank you, God, for these words today. And so, um, listeners, get out your Bible and read this today and read it every day because it, 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 for me, it was like a physical response, um, that I think I needed. Yeah. And that's Philippians yesterday. It may probably what you say at the close of every service. That's what I say at the close of every service. Peace, which surpasses all human understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's our hope. I think I think that we can get so caught up in like sitting down and watching the news at 5:30 every day and reading Instagram and all those Sharon says so 
is amazing. If yep. you really want to understand what's going on, she explains it in layman terms. But, um, you know, we can just get so caught up in that. And I think that's where our fear really comes from a lot of the time. Um, and it may be experiences. I'm not discarding experiences, but I know for me, a lot of my fear comes from the what if, what if, what if, what if, what if. And I think that if we can, instead of, and I'm not saying the news is not important. I'm not saying that social media is not important. I'm not saying that. But I, I think when we get caught up with those fears, if we could sit down and read this, it might totally change how we feel and how we're processing our emotions instead of a bunch of noise that is just people, right? This is God. This is God. I, I think I need to hear from God a little bit more than I need to hear from all those other things that enter my mind. What about you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's a way to temper um, the noise. I mean, that's the perfect way. Like we're bombarded with social media and 24-hour news and all of that. That just to take a step back, realize the world's been here before. The people of God have been here before. And God's still with us and God's going to see us through. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I feel like that's the right way to end this today, Alan. Um, uh, really encouraging Isaiah 35. Really encouraging that God is with us. Um, we know your hearts are troubled. Our hearts are troubled. We know that there is unrest and all we want is peace. But maybe the next time you feel the need to getting some crazy argument about Palestinians and Israelites and who is right and blah, blah, blah. Maybe just pick up this. Maybe that's the way to go. So listeners, as always, we love you, but most importantly, God does. <laughs>